0: This is a post-Christian podcast. We are the Sacred Collective. All are respected. All are heard. All are welcomed. Join us. Welcome to Sacred Collective. This is Brian. Uh, as you probably heard in our little tidbit, we're starting something called the Sacred Collective Homilies, Um which we thought would be kind of a cool thing to do, um, to break up interviews that we have done, to break up other such things. Um, our small group meeting, um, I'm going to lead one today. I know a couple other people from Sacred Collective said that they're going to um, pick something, a topic that they want to talk about. Um, more for like food for thought, call it church, call it sermon, call it A reflection, or meditation, call it whatever you want. Um, So this week, we're going to have lament, and I hope you enjoy. Many of us know that there is a biblical book of lament called Lamentations. This is a great book, one which I would encourage everyone to read. However, the area of lament that has influenced me the most is Psalms 88. And I'm going to read Psalms 88 right now. You have put me in the depths of the pit, in the regions dark and deep. Your wrath lies heavy upon me, and you overwhelm me with all your waves. You have caused my companions to shun me. You have made me a horror to them. I am shut in so that I cannot escape. My eyes grow dim through sorrow. Every day I call upon you, O Lord. I spread out my hands to you. Do you work wonders for the dead? Do the departed rise up and praise you? Is your steadfast love declared in the grave or your faithfulness in Abdon? Are your wonders known in the darkness or your righteousness in the land for forgetfulness? But I, O Lord, cry to you in the morning. My prayer comes before you. O Lord, why do you cast my soul away? Why do you hide your face from me? Afflicted and close to death from my youth up, I suffer your terrors. I am helpless. Your wrath has swept over me. Your dreadful assaults destroy me. They surround me like a flood all day long. They close in on me together. You have caused my beloved and my friend to shun me. My companions have become darkness. Lament gives expression to some of the most gut-wrenching emotions that humans have. In scripture, lament was often equated to death and mourning, war, sickness, illness, alienation from God. Lamenting was a very real for the Hebrews. It was part of their daily lives. If the people of the Old Testament incorporated lament into their lives, is it important for us to try to do it? According to many biblical scholars, out of the 150 Psalms, that are in that book, over half of them are laments in one form or another. The two types of lament that one sees in scripture are those of communal and individual. Communal laments laments were just that. They were often done by the community, by small towns, by villages. Individual laments were done by one person in regards to a specific issue, situation in their life. The Psalms of Lament offer proper ways of addressing God in times of distress. Instead of the don't worry, be happy attitude, the Psalms show us that part of human emotion is to have anger, sadness, and despair. If we look at all the Psalms, Psalms 88 is the most desperate expression of lament. The language and images are so bleak, dark, negative, negative, The psalmist sees, and the psalmist waits in silence, and they wait, and they wait. Sometimes when we sit in the silence, when the darkness is our only friend, God may speak to us. Maybe not. Sometimes we hear God more clearly in our pain. Let that phrase sink in. Sometimes God speaks to us in our pains. The amazingly brilliant theologian and philosopher CS Lewis wrote in the problem of pain, God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks to us in our conscience, but shouts in our pains. It is God's megaphone to a deaf world, and God and God's self helps us in our weakness and our weakest hours. Many of you knew I, I have grown up in a faith tradition that put any sort of muzzle on any doubt, any anger towards God, or any kind of frustration. God was always supposed to be looked at in a positive light, never in a light that could be construed as negative. So when the biggest suffering happened in my life, I had the sense that God was mad at me, pissed off, did not want anything to do with me. Lament became so real to me in the summer of 2005 I was a senior in college. I was interning at a church in St. Paul. This wonderfully beautiful night, this warm, muggy night, my family and friends were worshiping at the church where the service was being held and where I was interning at. This particular night, we just decided to have a normal night of worship through songs that the band played and even some hymns. I vividly remembered my father catching my eye and giving me a head nod. And I knew at this precise moment that my father was proud of me. He had this smile that only a father could give his son. I was on cloud nine. My father knew how much I wanted to be a pastor, someone in ministry, someone working, doing church work. And this little eye-catching and head nod was icing on the cake for me. However, a few minutes after he, this, a few minutes after he looked over at me, to my family, he said he had to use the restroom, which if anybody who knew my father, my father drank coffee like it was going out of style, and before the service he already had three cups. I remember kind of saying to my dad in this telepathic way, "Come on Dad, right in the middle of service, can't you just hold it?" Unfortunately, this was the last time I others. this was the last time I would ever see my father alive. Sometimes in the next few minutes while my father was using the restroom, he had a massive heart attack and died immediately. He went from being on this side of reality to the next, from seeing the faces of his family and friends, from seeing his son's face to being no longer here. I had lost my father. These next few minutes and hours seem to be something out of a horror movie. How could this be happening to me, to my mother, and to my brother? I remember that evening being so incredibly mad at God. I remember saying, fuck you to God, under my breath. Telling him, this is your fault, you let him die. Even in this despair, this hurt, this cursing against God, which I did over, and over, and over that night. But if I can be true with myself, I remember that God was with me. I'm so convinced, and I know for a fact, that in this terrible part of my life, I could still feel the presence of God. It felt like I was being hugged and cuddled in this amazing cosmic arms. That last verse of Psalm 88 was very real to me. Darkness was my only friend at that moment, but even in that darkness, the way I interpreted it, God's love and light were with me. God was with me in my pain. In the next few days and few months, people were coming out of the woodwork to be hospitable for me and my family. We were obviously thankful. However, people started talking about how and how and why there was a reason for God taking my father away, God needed another angel, it was his time to go. Many of us know that this is a very dumb and terrible thing to say. However, when one is suffering, one just needs to be there with them. Sometimes saying nothing is the best thing to do. In his book on God and suffering, the often grumpy but brilliant theologian Stanley Hauer Voss says, Christians have no real solution to the problem of evil and suffering. Rather, they have a community of care that has made it possible for them to absorb the destructive terror that evil tries to destroy. A large part of that care consists in listening to the story of the one who suffers. I agree with Voss. We need to be willing to sit and listen to the person who suffers. We need to listen to the person who... Who needs, to, who needs to lament. Hauerwas ends his book with a quotation by the author Nicholas Wolterstorff, who wrote the book Lament for a Son after his son tragically died in a climbing accident. Wolterstorff insists on the lack of any appropriate answer to the anguished questions of those who grieve the need for others to listen. This quote says this, Death is an awful... It's demonic. If you think your task as comforter is to tell me that my re, to tell me that really all things considered they are not that bad, you do not sit with me in my grief. But you place yourself off in the distance away from me over there where you are no help to me. What I need to hear from you is that you recognize how painful it is. I need you to hear from me I need to hear from you that you are with me in my desperation to comfort me. You have to come close, come sit beside me on my morning beach. Psalms of lament allow us to speak from the darkest regions of our hearts. When our despair tries to overwhelm us, in doing so we do not exhibit a lack of faith, but stand in a biblical tradition that recognizes that no part of life, including the most painful parts, is to be withheld from God, who loves us, who also sits with us in our times of suffering. I honestly would say it would be helpful if the church recovers this practice of lament. But sadly, many churches that we have been a part of, or are a part of, or faith communities that we are a part of, really don't do this. And that bewilders me why we don't. The poet Elizabeth Browning Barrett wrote a sonnet entitled Substitution. This sonnet can turn towards prayer and offer lamentation. And she says this. When someone beloved voice that was to you, both sound and sweetness failed suddenly and silence against which you dare not cry, Aches around you like a strong disease What hope, what help? What music what music will undo That silence to your sense, not friendship's sigh, Not reason's subtle count, not melody, Or voils nor the pipes that faunus blew, No song of poets nor of nightingales, whose hearts leap up towards through the cypress trees, to the clear moon, Nor yet the spheric laws, self-chanted nor the angels sweet, all hails. Met in the smile of God, nay, none of these. Speak thou, availing Christ, and fill this pause. Some of you might be wondering why I wanted to talk about lament for this homily. For me, it was a simple choice. In today's world, this COVID world, This world where our politics, our president, everything is in flux and up in the air. This is why we need to lament. Some of us have lost loved ones to the disease, to the virus. Some of us are going through ups and downs in our lives. Things that are so chaotic and unnerving. I think lament is something that we all need to do and that we all need to talk about. As many of you know, if you read scripture, Jesus lamented. In Matthew 26, or excuse me, in Matthew 26, verses 38 through 39, it says, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here, keep watch with me. Going a little farther, Jesus fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. If Jesus practiced lament in his time of suffering, I think it's an okay practice for us to do as well. A lament can be anything. It can be prayers. It can be poems. It can be art or any kind of medium of artistry that you best, that best expresses yourself. To the divine. Take some time this week, this month or whenever you have free time doesn't take that long at all. To write a lament, paint a lament, scream, yell, whatever you do, write a song. Lament laments have helped me in through some of the toughest times in my life. and I'll close this homily with this. I wrote a lament probably about six months after my father died and I can't tell you how many times I've went back and reread this pretty much every, every death day of my father, when he passed away, I find this poem that I wrote this lament and it gives me comfort. It's called a lament for a father. That beautiful summer day, When when one could smell the fresh cut grass and hear the birds chirping and see the sunset, death became a companion of mine. This beautiful summer day turned into a hell, a hell minus the flames and lost souls, but a hell that the suffering would not end. This beautiful summer day quickly became as cold as a winter's night. Death was now a companion of mine. O Lord, where is your face in the midst of such pain? Where is your love? Absence is all I can feel. Oh God, I feel so distant, but at times I feel so close. Oh God, I want to serve you, but at many times I feel like running away. Fathers are supposed to be with you to guide you through life's storms, not to die in the middle of a church service. Fathers are not supposed to die before their son marries or has children. Fathers are supposed to be there when life seems too tough to handle. Why did my father have to die? For years I ran from you. Anger was all I felt in my soul. Now I have turned my anger into joy. Not joy that my father is gone, but joy that one day I will be reunited with him. When death is no more, when we will see each other again. I know that was heavy Sacred Collective listeners, but I feel like lament is an important practice for everyone to do. And I know not everyone that listens to Sacred Collective is religious, and that's fine. And you don't have to be a believer in God or any God or any faith tradition to do lament. I think lament is cathartic. I think it's nourishing of your soul. i I, for one, part of Sacred Collective, is a Christian. Um, I'm a part of many faith communities, Sacred Collective being one. Um, and, I think, I, and I think lament is an important thing that we all do. As I, as I said, writing a poem, writing a lament yourself, writing your feelings down. There's times after my father passed away where I screamed and I yelled and I swore and I cursed. And you know what, that's totally appropriate, that's time. And there's times when you go through shit in your life where sometimes cursing might be cathartic, might be helpful, might be therapeutic. And there's times that you can be in anger, times that you can be so mad at the world, so mad at God, so mad at the church, at anything. That's, that's totally real, and that's okay. But I want to leave you in this homily to say, Wherever you are in your journey in life, whether you're religious or not, take a few moments out of your week or your month to lament, whatever that is. I implore you to do it. It might be heart wrenching to do it, it might be frustrating to do it, it might be hard to do it at first. If you write one word, one sentence, if you paint one one stroke of a paintbrush on a canvas. And that's all you can do. That's still a lament, everyone. And I will be on Insta, you know, Instagram on the DMs if anybody wants to write, if anybody wants to post something or wants us to post their picture or something, or lament that they did. Please share. Um, this community is not just us a couple people that meet in you know here in the Twin Cities. But it's all of you listeners, wherever you are here in America or internationally, uh, we hope that this is a safe place for all of you, that you can share your thoughts, your opinions, your views, your laments. And I hope that this helped some somebody to um, go through any of the stuff that they're going through in their life. And please reach out to Sacred Collective uh, in any way if you want to talk more, but Hope you enjoyed this lament, or this homily on lament. Until next time, bye everyone. Thanks for being part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, find us on social media at SacredMN. That was a post-Christian podcast.